Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely wife, partner in crime, and the brains of the operation, Michelle. Michelle, how are you doing today? You like that introduction, did. didn't you? I did. That was the best one yet. <laughs> the best one no yet? notes. I'm working on it. That was, that was straight off the cuff. <laughs> Thought it was fitting, though. You are the brains, and you are lovely, so hey. Got that going for me. Thank you. You're sucking up. <laughs> this is podcast number 10 of season two. No way. Yeah. Number 10? Yeah. Man, this year's flying by. It's it we're, we're already, this is quarter two. We wrapped up quarter one, first three months in the book, and uh, it's been fun. You know, we didn't, we kind of got a, do you count January? Is, I mean, it's really only been two months because we didn't start till like right at Super Bowl in February, but that's how it goes. Working? Yeah. Well, I mean, podcast, it, video, yeah, and podcast all that. Video, yeah. Yeah. We never always work. Yeah. Um, so, real quick, before we jump into anything else, we have two upcoming events that I just want to let everybody know about. You're going to be doing a class with Meat Church. Yeah. Matt Pittman. Yeah. In, for, in, in Texas. Yeah. It's right outside. I checked it. It's uh, Wahatchee, Texas. Let me see. How do you pronounce that? Waxahachie, it looks Waxahachie. like. Waxahachie. Is that spelled right? Waxahachie? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, what would you say, Wahachi? Like, it might be. It sounds Indian to me. It's uh, south of the Fort Worth Dallas area. Okay, good. So, so it's, it's like pretty much Dallas. Yeah, yeah, Dallas. Yeah, but it's one class on June eighth, one class on June ninth. I think that's a Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, it should yeah. be a nine a.m. two o'clock class. I can't wait to go see his outdoor kitchen. Matt yeah. has a heck of a setup there, and he's been doing classes for a while. You know, he, he's a Traeger um, shop class guy. Yeah. And he does a lot of stuff at his home. Um, you know, he's kind of known for his class. Yeah, he's opening up a new store there. And I don't know if it's in his town or which town it is right there in the Dallas area. But uh, he's going to have his own. He's going to have – you can go to the church. You can, go, <laughs> you can go get all the supplies, all the T-shirts, everything you need. But I'm excited about that one. You also have another one that we're doing with Code 3. Code 3 is doing their Smoking on Main Barbecue Contest. Yeah, that's in Illinois, right? Mm-hmm. It's Collinsville, but it's actually right outside of St. Louis. Yeah, I think they said it wasn't too yeah. far from there. So Yeah, it's kind of a suburb of, of St. Louis. That'll be July 27th, 28th. Um, I'm not exactly sure what you're doing. I think you're going to do a demo. Who knows? I, mean, yeah. I told them I was down. I'm going to come uh, meet and greet, shake some hands, and yeah. have a good time in Illinois. But those are two events I just wanted to Good, good. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. Coming up this summer, it'll be here before you know it. Remember, mm-hmm. I told you back in Thanksgiving that Memphis May is around the corner. And I told you don't talk like that. How many weeks do we have? Six weeks? <laughs> uh, probably. It's on us. Yeah, it is six weeks because when I made my uh, hair appointment for six weeks out, it's Memphis and May week. It's Memphis and May week. So gotta yeah, get, get the, gotta get that do looking right. Yeah, I told him I said you're gonna put me the day week before. Yeah, you gotta bump me up. I gotta get that do right <laughs> from them judges on the river. Um, this week we did crispy grilled wings. We did. You know, I kind of wanted to do an experiment with those. You um, talked about doing that. I talked about doing it for a while. I've seen yeah. people, you know, I've seen people use bacon soda. I've seen people talk about cornstarch on their chicken thighs for comps and, and all that stuff. And really, yeah. And really, I mean, who don't love hot wings? And, I, and when you cook them on that vortex, it kind of gets the wing crispy as you could probably get a grilled wing without, you know, adding something to it. So the cornstarch just act as a um, 
kind of a breader, but I really think what it does, I mean, it, it puts a little crust on it, but it absorbs all the moisture out of that skin. Corn, you know, cornstarch is real powdery. It's real fine powder. And I think it just pulls all that surface moisture out as that chicken's cooking, gets it away from it, and it just turns it into a crust. And I mixed it with a little seasoning. You know, I just used some dry, uh, Killer Hogs, the barbecue rub in it uh, to give it some flavor. Yeah, because it was really the plan was to see more about what the cornstarch is going to do. If it's going to be yeah. better, if it's, if it's going to be crispier than just straight wing seasoned on the grill, on the yeah. Weber with the Vortex. Um, I still got some more testing to do because I want to see if it works on different grills. Yeah. Uh, if that cornstarch trick would work on say a pellet grill or if it'd work on the egg or something like that. Um, what the vortex does, it creates what it, what, high let's heat. Let's talk about the vortex. What is it? So it's, it's, it's pretty much just like this little, um, circle or what would you it's call like a, it? Cylinder, a, a metal cylinder. Pyramid. It's wider at the bottom. It's more, it's kind of conical. Wider yeah. at the bottom than it is the top, so all the heat's kind of forced up this metal cone, and then it throws it up into the lid of your grill, and the heat comes down around the outside. So you don't cook directly over it; it's thousand degrees right over that fire. The way, that, like you said, a volcano, it's kind of got all that heat going straight up the middle of it, and you cook around the outer edge of the grill, and it works perfect on a Weber. It's like set up for a Weber, but it would work. I mean, they sell those things for all kinds of grills. You can go to, what's the Vortex website? We sell some of them on our site. No, we sell all three sizes. All, they have yeah. three sizes, small, do, medium, large. Yeah, they pretty much, um, their little chart says kettle grills, big green eggs, ceramic cookers, and then a UDS. Okay. Oh, they work, they work in a drum too. I okay. Guess, yeah. yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah. I don't. I mean, but yeah, they work fantastic on a kettle. I mean, I think that's one of the best accessories, uh, other than that uh, the Santa Maria attachment. The, yeah. What's what's it called? The Gabby grill. grill grates, the yeah. Gabby grill attachment and some grill grates and a vortex. Man, I'm surprised Weber hadn't jumped on that train and started making their own versions of those because I it works so well. But those wings, so I compared well, and contrast them. Okay, and I just kept it straight simple. The only seasoning I used was the barbecue rub. And one of them, had, you know, had it mixed with cornstarch to give me that breading on the outside. The other was just straight on the chicken. I ran them about 30 minutes total cook time on the Vortex with the Vortex Weber, and they were done. And then I, so I tasted them just straight off the grill, one versus the other. And, you know, of course, the crispy wing was crispy. Um, I thought that it, you didn't get a cornstarch flavor, but it was kind of bland. Because I didn't put a ton of seasoning in the yeah. cornstarch. And so the cornstarch, you know, it, it just kind of, there was, it was neutral flavor. It tastes like chicken. It tastes like crispy or, I mean, yeah, crispy fried chicken on a grill. I mean, you could get some of the smoke flavor. You could get yeah, some of the grill flavor. grill flavor. Yeah. But to, for me, I, I needed to kick it up in the seasoning department. Yeah, I agree. But I also made a wing sauce and I had every intention on tossing the wings anyway. That's how I like to eat them. I made up a spicy garlic sauce. It was kind of a my take. If you've ever been to like Hooters or Buffalo Wild Wings or any of these wing joints that has spicy garlic as one of theirs, it's kind of a mid-level heat sauce. Whole bottle of Killer Hogs hot sauce, stick of butter, uh, some honey, a little bit of Worcestershire, some granulated garlic, some granulated onion. That's all there is to it. Thickened it up just with a little cornstarch slurry at the end, so it's not just a you know thin sauce. 
And then I just toss the wings in it. I mean, just like you would any hot wing. And that's what made those crispy wings shine. Yeah. When you put the sauce to them, they had all that flavor. You still had the crispiness. You still had the grill, the smoke flavor. And that they were awesome. They were, they were, they were above and beyond the just regular seasoned wing. And even though I tossed some of them in the sauce, they were good in the sauce too. But as far as texture and that crispiness, it was hands down way better. There was essentially four. There was, you know. Two planes, kind of, and then pla- two sauce. Two non-toss and two toss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the cornstarch tossed in the sauce was my favorite. Favorite. Too. Yeah, I think. Now, it was just like any fried wing. If you let them sit or if you covered them up with a, you know, a lid or something, yeah, they they're going to get time. steamy and yeah. then they're going to get soggy at that point, just like any hot wing would. But fresh off the grill. Toss them in the sauce and eat them right away. Man, they were like it was like good hot wings from a barbecue uh, hot wing joint. Yeah, I agree. It was almost like a Hooters wing. Yeah. Um, what you know, you said I'll agree. The when you, they first came off the grill, they didn't have a lot of seasoning. Um, it was kind of plain. You didn't taste like cornstarch or floury type tasting. It was just just plain chicken. Yeah, just plain it fried just chicken. Plain they chicken. needed. At that point, they needed like some AP in there, some salt, pepper, and garlic. They only needed some more were, rub. Only or, if you were gonna just serve them like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you weren't gonna sauce them, which I I like a dry, what I call a dry hot wing. I do too. I, like, I mean, I like them plain. Yeah. And like if you were to go lemon pepper with that, you could mix lemon pepper in there with it. You could you could, you could go that whichever Cosmo way you want. Oh, the Nashville the hot orange, chicken. Yeah. Any of those? His uh, the the, gar- the parm one would be yeah. good. Put that in there and with the cornstarch and toss it and cook it thin. And then reseason them yeah. when they come off. And maybe it reseason them a little yeah. when they come off. But see, I don't like too much seasoning on your wing and then dipped in a sauce because it almost sometimes they can fight each other. Yeah, yeah. And it's not the best. So the plain wing that went into that awesome wing sauce, sauce. it really it was awesome. I thought they were really good. I made a blue cheese dipping sauce to go with it. You put and a that goat was, cheese in that blue cheese. Jacob. It had a little bit of goat cheese yeah. in it. Which it was it really what good. I mean, not even probably two tablespoons of get crumbled goat cheese. Yeah, but it, it gave it a little tanginess without giving it that um, harshness of the blue cheese. Yeah. I like the blue cheese, and that was a actually that was like a little piece of Roquefort blue cheese I'd bought in the in the little cheese section at Kroger. Uh, crumbled it up myself. I didn't use the little. Tub. Sometimes I just buy the little tub of crumbled blue cheese, but this was actually like a slice of it. I crumbled up mayonnaise, sour cream. Squeeze a lemon juice, a little AP. That's all there is to it. it. Yeah. And we just kind of. It's so much better than a store-bought dressing. You can't buy one that's that good. And it has a better consistency because I used the sour cream. It's not, you know, sometimes you buy a salad dressing like a ranch or a blue cheese or something, and it's just too runny. Yeah. I don't like, you know, if I'm going to, it needs to be more like a dip consistency to me to go with wings or to go with the celery and carrots that, that, you know, I serve it with. So that's that's what I went for. Well, um, I'm ready to do some more wing experiment. Yeah. I tell you that. <laughs> I'm down for that. It was, I love I love hot pretty, wings. Yeah, it was pretty quick and easy. Really, it was a 30 minute cook. Yeah, I did, and I used whole wings. I you know dis, disjointed them myself, cut the tips off. A lot of times, I'll just you know cook the whole wings. Yeah, if you weren't doing this experiment, I'd like for you to try that whole wings. I want to do with the whole pieces of chicken. Like thighs and see how yeah. they turn out, or you know, chicken legs, whatever. That was one of the just to get them I crispy. Had. I mean, we can do it. We're gonna do a full eight piece <laughs> 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 grilled fried chicken. 
So could you season them really well and then roll them in your cornstarch or whatever? Well, that's another experiment. See, what yeah, I was thinking is soak better. them in the buttermilk and hot sauce, you know, like like people do when they do hot chicken. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, you know, fried chicken. And that way you got some tenderization going on and then dry them off real good and then do the little cornstarch thing with them and roll with it. Yeah. Um. So could you do this without the vortex on a kettle or – any other type of charcoal grill? Uh, yeah, I think if you, what you would have to do, you need to be indirect heat, not grilling. Yeah. And then you've got to get that heat up. So I've never checked the great temp. I mean, you know, the Weber has a, has a thermometer in the lid and it's always 650 pegged out, you know? And so whatever I would, I would guess great temp, you know, for chicken wings to cook to done in 30 minutes, it's probably you know, 450, 475, you think about it. I mean, that's pretty damn hot to yeah. cook them that fast. I mean, so, so that, it's, it's hotter than you would think, you yeah. know, but it's not direct heat. It's coming down around it. So, so could you, you could get your, if, if I was going to try them on another grill, say, say if you're going to do it on a pellet grill, I would run it up to about 450 and then do my wings on that yeah. and, and try. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. Don't, don't take my word on it. That's where I would, that'd be my starting point. To see it needs to be happen. higher than you would think because, I mean, and maybe maybe they would get crispy in a longer period of time at shorter temp. I don't know. That's the first time I've ever used cornstarch on any kind of protein like that. So that's there's there's reason to do some more experiments. Yeah. Well, uh, someone else I saw they made a comment that they don't own a vortex, but they just use some bricks and kind of built their own little chimney in the middle of it. Yeah. Kind of? hmm, I, yeah I don't know. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Could you do it on a gas grill? I saw several people asking. If you could run that, see, if I was going to do it on a gas grill, of course, you'd probably use the outer burners. I would get the, you know, the, if you got a four burner setup, that, I mean, it'd be hard to do on a three burner setup, but you need that zone. You need to create that indirect zone and then probably cook them up on the top rack where it's hotter, but it's still away from the heat is how I would do it. So I'd probably, what I would probably do is turn my outer burners on, put me some kind of drip pan, you know, right on the center of the grill and then cook the wings up above that and see how, see how they turned out. Anything you could do, like if you could raise them up on a raised rack and cook them on a, on a propane grill like that, that would work. Yeah. Um, you could definitely, I think you could definitely do them on different grills. I mean, I've heard of people, you know, I've heard of Mike Powell, a local game warden. He, he does them like that. And, you know, he, he, um, he He's actually, the one that you said cooks them at 200 degrees. He, so he like cooks them low and yeah, <laughs> cooks them, cooks it low and it says they turn out pretty good. So it's well, worth experimenting with yeah. and see. Like you said, I'd like to see chicken legs or definitely thighs. Uh, would you do anything differently? I know we've talked about some different. Um, I mean, I would just season a little more. Maybe th- toss them in some different mm-hmm. sauces. Yeah. As far as the straight cooking, that's I mean, that's how you do it. That's how I mean, that, that's how I did it. I thought it worked good. You could definitely. That's my jumping off point. Yeah, do a, a lot of wings that way, and when they come off, to- toss them in. Two or three different yeah, sauces. Yeah, serve them in different sauces. or you have some very them. different wings, you know. And all you got to do is toss them in different sauces. So. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of people comment that bacon powder works. And I've I heard of that. Bacon soda. Yeah. I don't I don't know about bacon soda. I don't either. Maybe yeah. they meant bacon powder. Um, yeah. I would think so, yeah. yeah. I don't know about bacon soda. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't sound – I wouldn't want to eat that. <laughs> bacon powder, I could see. Um, to last weekend, well, is there anything else that you want to talk about that particular? 
Uh, not on the wing recipe, other than, you know, chicken wings are awesome. I'll just go ahead and say that. It's probably my favorite piece tender. of the chicken. Like, you could pull it out. I hate when I get a wing and it's not Oh yeah. cooked enough. It's done at 165, but it's not done yeah. because, you know, you got to gnaw it off the bone. Yeah. I want to be able to pop on, pull the meat off the bone, you know, pull one bone out and then push it down. And That's how you eat it. I need to do, a, I need to do an Instagram video on that, how to eat a wing. Yeah. Like a man, like a grown man. <laughs> you did serious. I did in the I yeah. did in the video. Yeah, that's how I eat them, man. I pull that bone out, separate that joint, pull that bone out, yeah, that's push it down, them. and then take it out. You got clean bones. I order all flats too. Flats is where it's at. Flats is where it's at. And they say it's going to be extra for uh, that. Rick Ross, that's what he says. Flats <laughs> is where it's at. He knows a little something about wings. He got a bunch of wing stops. Don't he's mm-hmm. the wing stop man. So last weekend we cooked an SEA event. Michael put the smackdown on this. <laughs> Man, that's two contests in a row. He's beat me. He got seventh. He got him a check this time. That's the first time he's cracked top, top 10. ten. He got seventh place out of seventy plus teams. And this wasn't the grown men. Yeah, yeah, this, this was is the yeah. regular. Technically, I entered the contest and I got seventh place. Yeah, they had. To, I saw they had the little name scratched out where they was writing his name yeah. and they had to write your name in it. Because you have to be 16, I think it is, 16 or 18. to officially enter on your own. But they don't say how old you have to be to cook it. Yeah. And he did it, man. He picked out the steaks. And- I let Every time I've let him do more and more, you know, like the first few times I helped him pick out the steak. This time he picked out the steak. I took him to Kroger and the meat case, and he's like, okay, Dad, I'm going to learn how to pick out the right steak. So we went through. I made the butcher move some oh, really? and so we could see him and then – and so he was ready. He was ready to pick steaks. Yeah, and he so, didn't even want me helping. Yeah, he he he's re- he liked that. He thought that was a challenge. But then he come back and he trimmed them. He tied them. He he did everything. He seasoned yeah. them, and then he cooked them. I mean, he didn't start. Well, he actually wanted to start the fire, but I think Wayland started both fires, the grills. And the only thing he let me do was run the clock for him. Now. Right at the very end, I don't know if you noticed, you probably took the picture, but I had some little ground up steak rub. I hit them with it at the end while they were, they had just buttered them a little bit. And he yelled at me, but it got him seventh place. It didn't work for me, but it worked for him. That ground up steak rub is good. Man, it is. I wish we had a way to get that produced. Just ground up steak rub. It'd make a good brisket rub, I think. It really would. Yeah. It's peppery. It brings out all those different pepper notes Mm -hmm. in it. That's why I like it. But it disappears. Like when you dust it on, like the steak rub, like a, it's it's chunky. You know, it's got yeah. it's got some texture to it. It's supposed to it's supposed to kind of create that steak bark. But <laughs> once you once you grind it, it just goes to a powder, and then it just kind of disappears. But it leaves that flavor on it, yeah. and it's really good for a little pop at the end. So it's a steak or a beef finishing yeah. rub. That's what it is. Um, we had terrible weather. Well, like, well, it, it was okay. The morning but it was cool the sun never came out but then the rain and storms came at the end right right after that turn that last turn in of ribs we but, didn't uh, cook ribs but heath got a call in ribs and tennessee mojo got a call in yeah ribs. they were third and fourth or yeah. fourth and yeah i think yeah. so yeah Heath can cook a rib man yeah he was cooking on that new trager ironwood i did some uh, Sunday yeah, when I come right. back home, I was you know, everybody's just, cooking ribs. Everybody's cooking, hungry. yeah. I didn't get to, I didn't get to try any, so I said, you know, I'm a, I'm kind of rib hungry, so I went to just to Kroger and grabbed a few racks of uh, baby back ribs. I didn't do any. I jerked a membrane off of them, seasoned them with some AP Swan Life and the barbecue rub, 
and ran them. No, it was hot rub first. I put the barbecue rub on them at the end. Yeah. In the wrap, I put some hot, hot rub, rub and a little uh, Captain Rodney's the sweet tea glaze. Yeah. And that, man, it, you see how pretty those ribs are beautiful. I really think it was putting that That was rub. no filter. Those pictures, you can see the video. There's no filter, no saturation. People said, oh, you jacked with the color of those pictures. No, I didn't. Those were, you that's did. how they looked. I jacked yeah. with the color a little bit. I oh, do it you? on every single picture, but. On the video, I mean, it was the video showed it all. Yeah, you know. Yeah, (laughs) I'm a jacket with a color on my pictures. (laughs) I don't like that mess. I do all of them, Uh, but the ribs are. Do you think maybe putting the hot rub in the wrap helped give it that color? Uh, I mean, yeah, some. Yeah, it does definitely. And then you pulled them out of the wrap and dusted them. I wouldn't even say heavy. Maybe no. You just go thing. light. Yeah. Yeah. Of the barbecue rub. That's right. And that, and then let it set for what? Maybe seven minutes. But you I know, thought not the long. color was as pretty when you first pulled them out of the wrap as it was after they set. They were. It was yeah. beautiful. I mean, they were. That's what I was. You couldn't beat it. I mean, those were some good for. I ran. What kind of pellets were those? I think they were hickory pellets, Traeger hickory pellets running in the ironwood. Yeah. I mean, they they were fantastic. Um, so this weekend we have a KCBS coming up. And so I thought we'd talk about getting prepared for a competition barbecue contest. Hey, it's, it's man, comp season's on me, ain't it? It's um, time. Yeah. That, you, I've got my checklist of stuff I got to do right here. Got all my totes. I got to get organized. I got my shopping list. I actually went and knocked out all the shopping list before. This is the important one, though. It's all the the recipes for the injections and the sauces and all the trick stuff that I take with me. <laughs> trick stuff. No, it ain't. It's nothing that crazy. But uh, we, uh, you know, contest prep. That's the whole. That's one thing. When I teach a, con- a barbecue class, we're talking competition barbecue. The prep is the whole thing. It's how it sets the tone of your contest, you know? So what, uh, my main thing is I want to show up with everything I need, nothing extra and have all my meat trimmed where I don't have to do it there. Know that everything I needs in my trailer or in, or, you know, with my truck with me. So when I get to the contest, all I got to do is go to work cooking. There's no trimming. There's no having to make sauces, make injections, all that stuff. I don't think you have to worry about it. I mean, that's just um, the the easiest way to do it. It makes sense to me. If you do the prep ahead of time, you're already setting yourself up to win at a contest. I mean, like, so this one's the first. We hadn't cooked to KCBS since September. I think Murfreesboro, Illinois was the last one. So, I I mean, you know, we've had stuff in our trailer that was you know, stored in there in the winter. I've had to go through. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through that. Um, you haven't found any critters, have you? No, no, I, I put a, I mean, I put some, uh, ant traps and stuff like that in there, but there's, That's you know, not the type of critters I was talking about. Oh, were you talking about like mice or something? Yeah. No, there's no, I got all, there's no food or sauce or rub. I don't yeah. think in there, but it's just, you know, it's kind of, when you got so much barbecue crap, the, it's a catch all too. I mean, stuff just goes in the trailer, but I got, I mean, I have to get everything together today. Knives, totes. You know, you name it, thermometers, my probes. Have you washed the sheets? None of that's done. All this has to be done tonight. Oh, gosh. 
And we got it, and we get to trim chicken. I've already trimmed all the meat. That's done. That's yeah, a done deal. That Shout out okay. to the butcher shop in Pensacola, Mr. Kevin. Man, he sent some beautiful meat. I called him up. I guess it was last week. Mm-hmm. Told him I had a comp coming up, and I needed, you know, I needed some good stuff. And uh, the brisket, he sent me one of those A nine briskets. It was like seventeen and a half, almost eighteen pounds. Man, it's got a flat on it. Take them almost two inches thick. It's very point looks good it? on it. Marbled up. The ribs were perfectly straight. The butts were all ten pounds each with monster. I mean, it was just wow. It was awesome. I can't. I mean, I can't wait to cook just because the meat's so good. Yeah. And I got Kroger chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the chicken will be the only thing we get a yeah. call on. That's how it'll work. But but no, I'm, I'm excited, man. This is the this is time to knock the dust off. See how we mm-hmm. see how we do in KCBS again. How many teams is it going to be this weekend? Um, I imagine they'll have. They usually have thirty plus. You know, it's a decent small little contest. Now the weather it's supposed to be okay tomorrow, yeah. but Saturday it's supposed to start raining. So. I don't know how that's going to go, but uh, I think it'll be okay. Well, let me ask you some questions. We're having a little issue with the iPad, but I'll just turn it off and keep going. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about – I thought we'd break it down into the contest that we cook. Sure. So we do SEA, Steak Cooking Contest. That's what's – yes, State – what's the State Cook-Off Association? Yeah, that's what it stands for. We have one of those Friday night at this one. See, this is how I kind of got into steaks. Because they would team up and they would, or they would have one on a Friday night of a barbecue contest, and we just started cooking a few more SCAs because we kind of you know loved them. Yeah. But this is one of the rare ones where you could do two. So, Michael's my hey, I'm taking my ace in the hole. He's gonna spend the night with us and help us cook barbecue. We're gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm, I, I didn't, I'm gonna let him cook the steak. I think because I mean, what do I got to lose? I've already signed up. I've already registered for World Foods. That's what that was my goal to get back in it, and I qualified for it last year. So I'm in it, and I'm gonna let him cook some steaks. I'm not trying to win points or nothing, and he wants to cook them. So hey, maybe he'll get. He might win first place. But Waylon's gonna cook steak, and then we're gonna get fired up, get everything seasoned up, injected, prepped, ready, ready to go for uh, the big meats. We'll put them on probably about two a.m. And then by the time you get there Saturday, it'll be time to roll with chicken and build them boxes and win that contest. Well, what does it take? Take you somewhere nice for dinner. Really? That's right. <laughs> the, Mex- the local Mexico. The local Mexico and buy you a margarita. Um, I know you like them. <laughs> what does it take to cook an SEA event? Like, what What do you need? Basic equipment. All you need is a grill. A grill. I mean, a set of grill grates, some seasonings, and that's... I mean, Maybe a little table. A tailgate. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't need much, and yeah. really, really, that's the minimal. Jay cooks off his tailgates. Yeah, a lot. it's a minimal, yeah. minimal cook. I mean, for SCA, you know, Miss Peggy, she was cooking out of a Camaro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> out of the back, she had it all. She had it figured out. It all went in the Camaro, yeah. and she cooked right on the on the hatchback of the of the back, and and did well too. So, you don't need a whole lot. SCA's minimalist cooking. Now, KCBS, that's another animal. Yeah. You got to have some different pits and. I guess you could do it all on one, but it'd be tough. I Even mean, like those Jambo they, guys do it. That's I mean, what I'm saying. So, did they cook everything on one? Yeah. So I, um, I, I I'd like to. We got a CT. We have a, a actually an ACMM and a, a drum kit. It's just a big big pop of kit. Oh, man, how long holds that thing? Mark it's, built it 
four years ago. Three or four years ago. Yeah. It's old. It looks rough, too, but it's cooked some fire chicken. Yeah, it's cooked some 180 I'm, chicken. Uh, several times. Yeah. Several I times. I drum chicken. I love drum briskets, too, but y'all always. Yeah. Um, Everything on drum's good. Yeah. If, if, I, if I had to just go out and buy new grills or something happened to all mine, and I was going to do comps, I'd go get me three drums. That's what, what I, that's what I'd cook yeah. everything on. Let's if I had a lot of money, I'd get four. The red trailer is gone. Yeah. There is no red trailer. You're going to cook. you got to cook an event this weekend. What do you need? I just need a new trailer. <laughs> I got all the grill. <laughs> what, would I, what would I take with me? Yeah, what are you, you going to do? Well, I mean, I, You're gonna if get I don't have drums. if I didn't have a trailer, yeah, I'd, I'd try to find me a, I'd try to find me some drums or some WSMs and on the you know you could get by with that, yeah, and then a pop up tent and some tables and that's all you need. Couple I mean, chairs, couple coolers. chairs, cooler beer, some seasonings. Yeah, you need it, a cooler beer if you're sleeping outside. Yeah, tent. Those days, but nowadays nobody does that. Everybody's got tent. I mean, everybody's got trailers now. There's I mean, local guys. Well, there's a few, but KCBS yeah. has gotten to the point where it's all big rigs and that's true. You know, everybody's spending thousand dollars a weekend and all that. It's high. it's expensive. It ain't no cheap game to play KCBS. That's anymore. one of my questions. So, what's the cost of everything to do a basic KCBS event? A thousand bucks, and that includes your entry fee. We're not going to talk gas, but that's going to include your entry, entry free, fee, your meat, meat, and all your supplies. Your supplies. I would say so. Thousand bucks. Right? It'll it'll wreck a thousand bucks. Yeah. It might not be exactly a thousand, but it'd ruin a thousand. You wouldn't have I'm a whole sure lot. Some contests you spent more. Oh yeah, heck yeah! If we have to get a hotel room for going in early or something, or it's there's more travel time to it. Yeah, yeah. There's times. There's a lot of times I spend more than a thousand dollars on it. So when do you? But the case like versus the SCA contest, the only thing I buy is maybe some butter. And you know, we take some aluminum pans and foil, but there's yeah. not there's not any cost. I mean, there's no extra cost. Yeah, once you have your equipment, yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Once you have your equipment, what's your cost? Yeah. I'm not talking about what it's gonna cost you to get into that game. Right. Oh yeah, sky's the limit there. Mm-hmm. So when when do you decide to cook a KCBS contest? Like when, like when I'm sitting down making out the schedule, usually February, March, I'm starting to look at them and see. I'm not cooking. Around here, I don't like to cook them until it starts getting springtime. I mean, there ha- there was one we qualified for the, I think it was, what was it they call it? It was the first K- KCBS Grand Champion um, or, yeah. World Championship or whatever. Yeah. And it was in Little Rock in February. Heck no, I'm not doing that. That's for suckers. Who won that? I don't know. I, I haven't been keeping up with it as much. I mean, we've been we've, busy. Yeah. I, I've been. I don't even know who's in the lead in SCA right now. Uh, Probably okay. Chuck. No, I don't. I don't know who's cooking. I don't know who's doing it right now. Well, what's the latest you could sign up for a KCBS contest? To bring your check with you. I've seen yeah. a lot of guys do that. They'll call them call and tell them, them we're coming. Yeah. You know, as long as they have the space, you can sign up day of. Yeah, yeah. Up. You don't have to give them any. I mean, of course, if I was an organizer, you want everybody to sign up early. That way, you know what all you're going to need, how many judges you're going to need, and all that. There's no surprises. But there's always going to be last minute people that that you know want to cook. Yeah. So what would you say noon on a Friday is the latest you could sign up? <laughs> I would think so. Would, no, mean, I mean there's some no contests that are going to fill up. Yeah, some of them shut it off. Yeah. Some of them fill up. Oh, now, just I mean I don't know if it's still that way on some a lot of contests. You you know you had to sign up before because they would fill up and they only had so many spots mm-hmm. and that was it. 
but I hadn't heard of that. I hadn't heard of one you couldn't get in. Maybe Even Hammond, which is yeah. one that's been hard to get into for years. I mean, I, th- I think anybody could cook them now. It's just Are not. Are you ever going to cook Hammond? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. They told me they didn't have room for me one year. And they made room for somebody and else. They made room for somebody else. Yeah. So, hey. It's all right. I don't hold no grudges. No, it didn't. Um, so what makes you pick a certain contest to cook over other ones? Location. <laughs> Location. Who's you know, if my buddies are gonna be cooking there. Um, you know, what the site's like, if it's on mud, if it's, you know, asphalt, um, if there's any cool stuff around it that I wanna do. Yeah. Like we like to go to a restaurant or something on Friday night or you know, whatever else is going on. If there's kids things going on where I can bring you and or, you know, Michael wants to go. There's, I mean, everybody has their own reasons for liking certain contests, but. And it used to be when you were cooking 20, 30 contests a year, it was just if we could get there. Yeah. If we could possibly get there. Now you've cut it way back and you've gotten more choosy about things. Yeah. And that's why I don't do there as many either. I yeah. don't, you know, one, I don't have the time. And two, um, it's just, I like doing other stuff. I like doing MBNs. I like doing the SEA. Yeah. So. And, and luckily where we are, you can pick and choose. There's somewhere to cook when you want to cook pretty close by where we don't have to drive, you know, five or six hours. Yeah, that's true. I mean, almost long, every weekend from the MIPS area, you could have a contest within three hours. Yeah, it that's what I was going to say. It might be an MBN, it might be a KCBS, it might be a backyard or a yeah. I, IBCA. Or, uh, not in three hours. Not in three hours. But, yeah. But yeah. But with SCA, MBN, and KCBS, you can definitely, sure. in three hours, yeah. if you want to cook, there's somewhere to cook. So what day do you start preparing for a KCBS event? Like, when, what day did you start preparing for this one? Um, I started getting stuff together Tuesday. I went out through the garage. But and you was, had to prepare for it last week by ordering the meat. Yeah, I had to, yeah. You had to think about it. Right. I, had to, I put some thought to it then because I had to make sure my meat was coming. And then I went out and just put eyes on, you know, the stuff I needed supply wise, you know, went through my little checklist, went out to the garage, kind of got that stuff together in a tote. Mm-hmm. See if there's and then, anything we needed to order. Yeah, anything that I didn't have that I needed to order. I had to order some new cutting boards, those disposable cutting boards. Um, had to get some gloves brought in, some injections, stuff like that. Um, so that was Tuesday, Monday. And then Tuesday, I didn't, we filmed Tuesday, so I didn't do anything contest related on Tuesday. And then yesterday, I trimmed all the meat. All the meat came on Wednesday. I, as soon as it got here, I went straight to trimming, knocked it out, got it put up. I mean, that's always two hours. And that's completely legal. Yeah, yeah. You can trim it. You can do. You can trim it. You just can't alter the flavor, or the taste of it, or season it any kind of way. I've always heard you can remove, but you can't add to. That's right. That's right. And so the only thing left to trim is chicken, and usually, usually that's always the last thing. Mm-hmm. But just because chicken, if anything's going to go bad on you, it's going to be chicken. Yeah. And so a lot of times you'll you'll and wait till pre- Friday morning, yeah. like to right before we were leaving to go ahead and trim that chicken. You don't have to procrastinate a lot too. But but I'd like to get it done on Thursday night. That's yeah. ideal. Um when I was in a when we were doing it every single weekend and I was in a pretty good flow of it, it happened Thursday night. Yeah. So Thursdays it was very rare it happened Friday morning. Thursdays are always loading the trailer, getting all the supplies in there, you know, getting the cooler ready. Yeah. Um Everything. It also uh, depends on what time we're leaving Friday morning. Yeah, and then making sauces, injections, and all that stuff that has to be done. That's another couple hours. And then we load it up Friday morning and get on out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's not, hey, we're going to cook a contest. Let's just go. Yay. <laughs> 
No, it don't work like that. Not if you're going to be serious about it. Yeah. So let's talk about what you do before you even leave for the contest. You get your meat, you trim it. Go to the store and buy everything, resupply. Yeah. Um, get the trailer ready. Yeah. Gas up everything. You know, trim all the meat. Make all your make all the injections, and injections, sauces, and glazes. Um, get the garnish cl- washed and cleaned. Yeah. And that's did that's you get about it. Today. I did. I okay. got the lettuce. Got the parsley. What? They didn't have any good parsley at Kroger. Yeah, hey, we've I'm got to have to look for yeah. But that's, I mean, that's, that's all part, that's all part of the prep that you don't want to be running around doing after you get to a contest. You want to have all that stuff done. And that's something that, um, have you ever showed up to a contest completely unprepared? Yeah. I learned over the years not to do that. Yeah. Used Show to be up d- with a pack of chicken. <laughs> that's, yeah. The ribs and meat. No, just straight from the store. Yeah. You know, trying, trying to go there and cook and knowing you've got to trim it all. And well, you know, when we started coming up, that's how you did it. NBN contest, you didn't trim, you didn't show up with anything. We didn't know to show up with anything trimmed. Yeah, we did it. I mean, you, do, you prep a hog, you prep it right there on site. Yeah. You do shoulders, you bust them out and clean them up right there. Ribs might be the only thing that you had a little, you know, double cutting them or you know knocking that chine bone, all that straightening them up. But that that might have been the only thing we would have showed up doing. But the rest of it was all on site. So we translated that over to KCBS. Oh, we got to do this here, you know. Yeah. We gotta prep our chicken. We got <laughs> no. I figured out quick. This is this stuff. Is stuff you do at home to make it easier on you, to where you can focus on winning. You know, that's because that's what it's all about. I mean, of course, I want to go and have a good time and all that. But heck, if I'm gonna cook barbecue, I'm gonna go to win. I ain't going to play. <laughs> Serious. We used to go to play. I used to. There's Waylon right now. He's trying to get the game plan. I'm gonna have to put him on pause. So uh, typically we leave out for a contest, your typical local contest that with or within, you know, an hour or two. Two or three hours, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna leave out eleven noon, noon thirty on Friday. We try to get we try to be there by three thirty. Gives us time to set up. Cooks meetings normally five ish, four thirty, five ish, something like that. Yeah. Get our boxes. That gives us time to grab a bite of dinner, whatever we're gonna do, and then we go to prepping about eight or nine, lay down, take us a nap. Get up, put everything on about two, and then take another little nap and get up at five, and it's go time. So we try to get two little nap, you know, two little three-hour power naps in. How easy is it to sleep in that trailer? Oh, like a dream. I'm gonna get TV on Weather Channel or Ancient Aliens or something. <laughs> get it real cold. Get it cold. Wayland keeps it like a reefer trailer. It is so cold. Teeth will be shattering. Yeah. Then it depends on how much whiskey he, he wants to drink. He's bad to drink whiskey. <laughs> he is not. Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> So, but yeah, that was that's pretty much one thing you also have to do, You have to think about like you have to prayer. You're going to be out there. You're, like you said, you're showing up at three, and you're not pulling out of there again till what four five, the next six, four. Sometimes five, depending, you know, some day. I've seen some awards go to eight o'clock. Yeah, those are the worst. They are. I, I, I love the content, and that's you know, you want to ask me which ones I pick. I pick which ones the reps get the scoring done fast and they have the awards early and they're trying to get you out of there Yeah, because I want to get back home. I mean, I want to get back. I, I, there's nothing better than, you know, going to a contest, getting it all turned in, having the awards quick, winning grand championship, getting back home and then getting to go out to dinner somewhere, you know, with your wife and, yeah. you know, have a few celebratory drinks or whatever. 
That, if you can that's my ideal s- weekend. If you can be back home by 6, 7 o'clock, Eric. Oh, yeah. That's that's like Ice Cube. You know, it was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> showed up, you know, showed out. Got that check. Having margaritas or something or sushi. And, but you have to prepare. Messed your- up. Got triple 180. <laughs> <laughs> triple 180, quadruple. <laughs> Shake them up. Um. I'm cooking seafood at World Foods. If uh, I made a note of that to tell you, yeah, did I already say that? Yeah, you already okay. told me. You haven't told me exactly what you're cooking. I don't but know you yet. Did off topic. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I ahead. just was looking through my notes. I was like, I better throw that in before she gets ahead of me. But you have to prepare for a dinner and breakfast and lunch because you might be stuck out there. You know. Oh yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. We take some snacks I th- this week. So uh, yeah. I thawed out some uh, some deer summer sauce, a jalapeno cheese deer summer yeah, sausage. Good. I got some crackers and some Dijon. I, got, I went with the fancy mustard. I got the Dijon. <laughs> <laughs> then I got I got Michael some turkey breast and cheese to make us and some bread to make a sandwich, a little bit of mayo. Mm-hmm. Got him some chips and then fruit. Some kind of man. I, I didn't get any fruit. I need to. I need to go get some fruit tomorrow. I'll probably get some fruit. I don't want to go back. I looked at it. I was like, eh, it's, it was like one of the big fruit bowls where it's all cut up, you know? Oh, yeah. I was going to get that, but, but that's like, this is Thursday. It's probably not going to make it till Saturday when I want to eat it Saturday morning. Yeah. I bought two pineapples. I may just cut those up and take them. But yeah, so that's it. I mean, I got some drinks. I did buy a 12 pack of beer. Keep it modest, you know, regulated. Yeah. For 24. Six 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 for a while. That's plenty. Three each, three each night. Or, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't think that's gonna make it, do you? You don't think that's gonna know what you're thinking. I, I know. Um, so when you show up at an event, a KCBS event, they just typically usually have you out in the middle of a field. Yeah, I try to avoid Con- those. Yeah, or maybe a parking lot. Yeah, I like What's the ones that are like space? RVs. Usually, it's like I don't know they twenty by twenty, twenty by thirty. Yeah. That's typical. There's very rare 40-foot spots unless you pay for extra real estate. Yeah. But you don't have a lot of room, but most of them, you know, a lot of them are on grass. I mean, I like the ones that are on pavement or an RV spot or something like that. But uh, that's typical. Yeah. 20 by 30 spot, electricity and water. And they usually set you up one right behind another in one central area. Yeah, right next to next to next. Yeah. yeah. And then you have um, a judging tent or a judging building. Where you turn, turn in. Yep. In. That's it. As a matter of fact, I've got to buy a new barbecue trailer. Just to, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> I'm not I hear they make a good one over at Southern Dimensions. Have you, seen, have you ch- looked inside the red trailer? No. It's pretty bad. It can't be that bad. I mean, how old is that trailer? 10 years old? Yeah, it's got to be, right? Is it 10? It's, yeah, we had it before Michael. We did. Yeah. Wow. God, it's time for a new trailer. I got it my is. money out of that one. <laughs> Tell I, I mean, I was I'm thinking a, the other day, I was like, this trailer's... It's been it's down time. through there. It's yeah. been to war. So, it's time. Yeah, so I'm working on plans for a new one. I just hadn't pulled the trigger yet. What are you going to do with the red one? It's worth something. Heck, just for sentimental value. It's it's not like <laughs> it's trashed. It, oh, it's, no, the AC blows it. cold, Jack. This blows <laughs> snowballs. It's got that fifty amp power. It's Are got triple sink. It? It's got triple sink and a hand sink. Oh, we could go. Uh, I could put it. I could put it at Deerland. Be a good one. But there's no bathroom. 
No. I could put one on the porch. <laughs> just drill a hole, <laughs> dig a hole. <laughs> that ain't a bad idea. So it'd be a, kind of like an outdoor toilet. So Indian style, what do you prepare for that? The, the preparation for that one's not as much, is it? Well, it's not There's as no garnish. Yeah, it's no garnish, but I mean, you still buy all the same stuff. No chicken. No chicken. It's just really when we do them now, it's just ribs and butts. Yeah. So the meat cost is reasonable. Yeah. You have to pre- prepare a little bit for on site, but you, you don't really have to doctor it up. You don't have to garnish the grill or do any of that anymore. Um, they and give they you the placemat. Like, so you, yeah, you know, paper, paper plates, plates napkins. A uh, table, water. that's you it. Just need to put, like, Basics for, for people to sit. Yeah. Really. So they're really reasonable to do as far as money wise. Yeah. I what's think, the cost in that? Um, you could probably do one for six, six, seven hundred bucks. Really? I mean, it's, you know, With entry fee and everything. Yeah, because entry yeah. fee is a little higher in those. Yeah. But usually payouts are a little higher too. Yeah. Um, when you do a Memphis or an MBN contest, are you taking your sauces and rubs and injections there too? Yeah. But there's no brisket, you know. So yeah, you it's, just that, it's just pork. I mean, pork injection and sauces to go with them, yeah. Whatever you're putting in your rib wrap. That's yeah. all there is to it, I mean. And you haven't done a hog at uh, contest hog in several in a while, years, yeah. yeah. In fact, the last one was probably hog for the calls, was it? Oh, yeah. You went out on top. What, grand champion. So now let's talk about the big one. Memphis and May. Yeah. How much do you spend there? You don't want to know. I know. I just spent six grand this week on it on rentals. Well, let's talk about. It. So when do you have to apply? When do you? When's the deadline for apply? It's before Christmas, isn't it? Or is it no? Right that's, after it opens up in November. It closes about that around Valentine's Day or okay. something like that. Is like right in there. It's a deadline. Yeah. So you got a couple months. You have to get in. I mean, we just received our welcome package two a couple weeks ago. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, we've had it for a while. I first looked at ago. it, yeah, two or three weeks ago. Then cool. That's where, you know, it's got all the information on where your spot is, the map, all the vendor information as far as renting tents, flooring, porta johns, ice machines, trailers, whatever you need. What was the check for Memphis and made just for the spot? Three grand. Three grand. No, it might have been over that because I did every ancillary. Yeah. So it was three something. Yeah. And then the for rental, the rental check the rental was almost space. six. And that is the rental checks for so that's tent, flooring, tables, and chairs. Yeah, and a tent yeah. wall, one tent wall, and one tent wall. And you can only you can bring your own tent, but you can only order tents from this one company that they provide. That's right. There's a lot of stuff like that at Memphis MA. They yep. have one provider, and either you bring your own or you use this one provider. So they kind of got you. Yeah, and they jack those prices up. Oh yeah, it was six grand. And that's we have. When do we start planning for Memphis? I mean, we we it's on our list every week. Yeah, we got something yeah. we have to plan. We started, man, right after Month Christmas. Ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's thinking about it and working towards it. But it's time now. I mean, yeah. we're weeks away, so. So we actually go down and start working on our Memphis May booth the week before, right? Yeah, the Saturday before is official. Like set in, load up. Uh, Take a Jolene to the river. She's going to be down there looking, oh, looking fine as hell. <laughs> I get a picture of you and Jolene, <laughs> two women in my life. Is it bad that my pit's a woman too, that my prize pit? A lot of men name their like cars after women, okay, right? Okay, yeah. 
You're not really a car guy, really. I like them, but they're okay. More of a truck man myself. But you know what I mean. You don't want to love on Frank. Like, oh, Frank. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Look at old Frank here. We'll spend some time with him. Man, old Frank out here smoking. No, I'd rather be out there smoking with Jolene. Sounds better. Um, but we actually have to go down there. The, oh, what I was fixing to say is, uh, we could have spent more to get a spot closer to the river. Oh yeah, I didn't even get a river spot this yeah. year. We just have a regular rip. Now I did get the largest real estate spot. It's thirty four well, by fifty four. There's even a bigger one. It's like a corporate hospitality type booth. Oh, that one probably starts at ten grand or twelve grand. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't even think. Man, can you imagine spending that much? You have to have. You'd like be catering or yeah. doing some kind of. Yeah, you have to have. It, this ain't coming out of pocket like we did. We didn't. Yeah. Even, I mean, there's no sponsorship dollars with us. So it's. It's all, yeah. So that's why it's it's kind of gets you. But we go down there like the week before, usually a Friday or Saturday or Sunday, depending on what your dropped off date is, and you drop your trailer. Saturday is everybody's. Yeah. I mean. And then you can start working on your booth. And it starts Wednesday? Yeah, it starts that Wednesday. That's it used to be Friends Day, but now it's just wide open. Mm-hmm. So Do they do a Friends Day on Tuesday or is it just, mm, no, it's just wide open? It opens Wednesday and it closes Saturday. And we go down there almost pretty much every single day. Every day. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited ready to cook ribs. Trip. I mean, I, I plan on... Doing a lot of social media stuff down there. I want to have a podcast there if possible, at least record one. Um, you know, I got a bunch of people planning on coming by. We're cooking every single ancillary. I mean, they're even they're having some kind of turkey ancillary. I signed us up for that. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to be fun. I think if, if the weather cooperates with us, you know how it is. It could be a mud. You expect it to be a mud hole as long as it just didn't rain in the whole time. It's it's tolerable. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hot. It's you can count hot. on that. So. But I'm excited. I'm ready for Memphis and May. So let's talk about the cost of Memphis and May. What's a basic level cost of Memphis and May? You better you better come, come with it. 10. Yeah. I mean, you could get you could could you do it What's on the bare budget? We've ever done Memphis and May. Probably when we did patio. Patio that was like backyard. That. Yeah, we did it for like twenty five grand, three grand. Yeah, something like that, yeah. three or four grand. But your spot is what a ten by ten. It ain't. It's not big at all. <laughs> Yeah, it's tiny. I think our master bedroom is bigger than yeah. this. So I think yeah, it's tiny. You remember that? But at least we spilled out in the road. Yeah, that's the thing. If it wasn't for that, you couldn't do it. I, I mean, mean, it's the smallest tent yeah. possible. It might have been 10 by 15 or something it's like something that. Like it's like something that. crazy small. You can put up a pop-up, like an easy up. Yeah. There's no, it's not trailers. Those grill sizes are limited there. Yeah. And so you can, I mean, a drum or, you know, a, we cooked on a, what, a party? Backwoods party at that mm-hmm. time, I think. So, do we do a bunch of ancillaries? I don't. I don't think I, we could afford it. We did. Uh, we did seafood because Chef Steve come and showed up and did seafood, and I'm sure we probably did sauce or something like that. But yeah, that but the was, absolute cheapest you could do backyard would probably be, and that was fifteen three or four grand years ago. Yeah, that was 2005. Six. Was it six? Or yeah, because uh, that's when we won. Okay, six. Yeah. Man, how long has that been? Wow. 12 years? That's a long time. 13 years? Yeah, 13 so, years. calculated. This will be our 13th Memphis in May. We're going to call it 14th. <laughs> Don't be superstitious. Uh, yeah, we're going to call it 14th. But that is, that's, I mean, you 
You're going to spend some money cooking that big one. Yeah. Some is no joke. What do we have coming up? Oh, uh, you were talking about world foods. Yeah, I've signed up for seafood. I'm, I'm, I'm getting in that. I'm getting in that mindset. Uh, Mark Williams is having a big crawfish blowout at his house. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell the world, but <laughs> he says everybody can come. As long as you got twenty bucks, <laughs> had to contact him for uh, directions. Yeah, I'm not going to be responsible for that, but I will put it out there. there I'm, I'm going to be there. Anybody wants to come out and meet me? <laughs> um, I got a few questions from our video from last week. Oh yeah, let's do Yeah, bit? yeah, I love okay. the questions. So this was for the uh, rub recipe uh, that we did with um, Shane and Townsend Lynn. No. Yeah, Towns and Supply. Shane and Lawson Lynn. <laughs> Towns and Supply twice. That's right. Uh, so Anthony wants to know why the white sugar instead of brown sugar. Is there a big difference? Um, I would I would say it was probably a moisture content thing. Because when you get brown, now, I mean, this is just from my experience making rubs. Because when you use brown sugar, it makes them want to clump and it gets real sticky because brown sugar has a lot of moisture in it. Um, so that's, the, I would think white sugar flows more. Yeah. You know? And even in the video, they said you could add more. Yeah, add you could use brown, brown if you wanted to. You could substitute more, it out. Yeah. I used to do both. that. Brown sugar's in mine. I, yeah. We just have to use like a brownulated or you have to dry it out first, like put it in the oven or something, dry it out, dehydrate it and break it up. Um. If you were going to mix it up and use it right then, it probably wouldn't be. No, it wouldn't be bad. No, no, it's just, you know, you can mix it up, use it, but if you store it, it's going to go to clump. They use anti caking and stuff like that to keep them from doing it when you're planning on shelf life. Actually, Townsend doesn't. He don't believe in the junk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I asked him, I asked him, do y'all use it? And they said, no, they don't. They never had to, but it's because they're not using a wet sugar. You know, they're using regular sugar or, or some kind of brownulated product. Someone had asked, um, could you I'm take assuming. the sugar out? And Lawson actually made a comment on there that yeah. said, uh, if you reduce the salt in half, when you take the sugar out, it makes things much better. Okay. Which makes sense because you need the salt to balance out the sugar. Yeah. The sugar to balance out the salt. So cut that salt back when you take that sugar yeah. out. Yeah. For, you know, we were talking about diabetic recipes. That's um, something I've never, I mean, AP doesn't have any sugar in it. So it's kind of my go-to. If somebody doesn't want something, diet, you know. Low carb. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people were asking about, you know, the sugars, especially brown sugar, getting stuck together. And Lawson actually commented on this one. Um, if you keep it in a mason jar and use the granulated items instead of powder items, it doesn't cake as bad. And he said if it does cake, just shake it up and it's good as Yeah, good. you can stir it and break it back up and run yeah. it back through, a, you know, a grind, pulse it in a grinder or something a few times. I'll tell you what mixes it really well is like your, what's it called, a KitchenAid stand mixer? Mm-hmm. With that one, just a regular old paddle attachment on it, if you, it really blends a rub well. Like if you're if you're making them at home, that's what I like to make them in. Yeah. And then if you if it's clumped up, you can put it in there and it'll break it up too. And it's just good as new as long as they're still fresh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is there any suggestions you would do to tweak this for a chicken? I thought that was a good rub for a chicken rub. Yeah, that's Maybe really a good. Extra salt. Huh? That's a pretty good chicken rub. I mean, it had the components. When I think of chicken, I like to have. The garlic and the salt. That's my main thing. The sugar is okay in chicken, but really it's about garlic and salt. I agree. And so, and that had and the cumin pepper. too. So yeah. it had the smokiness and the pepper. That's really, that's really probably a better chicken rub to me than it would be anything. Yeah. It'd be really great on it. What about turkey? Yeah. Same, same. Okay. Yeah. 
What about beef? Uh, I don't like sugar in my beef rub. Yeah. I mean, a little's okay, but I don't like, I don't like, I don't like my beef sweet. So that's not my thing. What about fish? Like if I was going to tune that for fish? Yeah. I'd probably pull the sugar out for it too, and then pull out some of the chili and stuff like that. Add some citrus, some lemon pepper, some some different you know some different herbs in it that go more with fish, like dill or you know something like that. With the turkey, you could add some uh, herbs to it. Yeah, too, yeah, that make it really good. Uh, have you ever added celery seed to brisket? And what do you think about it? I've never added celery seed to it, but you could. It would yeah. go with it. I wouldn't get I crazy with bad. it. I like coriander in my brisket rub a little bit, and it gives yeah, it a really good yeah. flavor. Which is, I can like, see that. Uh, is this a? I didn't understand. No, this coriander question. comes from cilantro. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew that. There's a lot of things you don't know. There's a lot of things I don't know. <laughs> I'm forgetting every day. Um, I'm forgetting how to trim chicken right now. <laughs> I don't. I'm okay. <laughs> I'll remember that real quick. So this one says, is your chili powder a mix or is it pure chili powder? I don't understand that question. Is it like ground up chilies or is it some kind of combination? Oh, of? Okay. I don't know the answer. Yeah. I would, I would assume it's a combination you, of. Could you use either? It depends. I mean, I don't know. Some ground chilies would be super so, stout. Yeah. I've had, you remember there was a guy, maybe somebody one time he was from Turkey. He brought over some ground chili. It was some ground chilies, like a chili seasoning, but it wasn't like a combination. It was like some real stuff. And man, that stuff was so hot. That was the worst <laughs> mistakes of my life. Sticking, Sticking my finger in there. And he's like, oh, he, tried, he wanted me to try it. Because he tried it. It's like, God, this dude can eat anything. He can eat fire. <laughs> a fire eater. It was so hot. But it was just some ground chilies. And he just added it to a chili. You know, made a powder out of them. Yeah. I don't know what kind they were. From turkey. I don't. I didn't ask no questions. I was just hunting something to drink. And it burned for like an hour. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Recently? No, this was like Memphis and May. Circa 2009 or something like yeah. that. My wild uh, days. Can you use smoked paprika in the place of regular paprika? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it gets a little strong. I agree. But, you know, I like I like paprikas in combination. I like to use a Spanish, but I like, you know, kind of a California sweet paprika. I like a smoky Hungarian paprika too. So, But I like using them in combination so you get some of the all effect. And they, what paprika really does, it leaches off oil onto the other ingredients in there. And so that's where you get a lot of your color from and rub. And what I would do when when we when I used to hand make it, I would put my sugars and my salts and anything that was kind of lighter colored in a bowl. Then I would add my paprika and I'd put on gloves and I'd take my time and rubbing it with my hand and just getting all those oils from the paprika onto it. And that's how it got such a beautiful color. And I learned that you know that's what's that's what's picking it up, kind of that oil resin off the paprika. That's neat. Yeah. And Lawson also said that. It, it, paprika attracts smoke flavor too. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I wouldn't really want to add more. I wouldn't want to add that fake smoke flavor to a rub that I was fixing to use for real smoking. I hate that fake smoke flavor. Yeah. You know what I'm talking like, about? Yeah, like artificial or whatever. Yeah, there's a I don't use it in anything. Yeah. Chili seasoning down there. It's some type of chipotle seasoning that you have in the in the cabinet, and mm. I've grabbed it before and used it. In, the McCormick's or something Maybe. like that. Yeah, it's just a generic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you know when your rub is expired? Does there smell? Is there a taste? No. To, I mean. It doesn't really go bad, does it? 
it just loses potency that, you know, they only have such a long seasonings like that only have so long a half life before the air, you know, makes them go bad. If you can get all the air out of it, you know, reseal them, vacuum seal them and all that, they'll last, you know, long years, but do they ever go like rancid to where they're spoiled? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, now I have seen some like we had in our old house, we had a spice cabinet that was right by the stove. And it was some of them, you know, the heat would come up there, moisture would come up there from cooking or whatever. And it would change some of the ingredients just over time. And they would kind of melt and get thick and clumpy. Were they spoiled? Probably not, but they sure didn't look like anything I wanted to use. Yeah. But, you know, most of them, most everybody that you see, like when you talk to chefs and stuff like that, they don't use stuff over, you know, three or four months out and no longer than six months. They want fresh everything you can get, fresh as you can get. Yeah. And so when I'm cooking barbecue, that's the way I am too. Of course, do I have a ton of, you know, there's no telling how many pieces of bottles of different seasonings we have in this house. When but. I opened up the cabinet this morning and 12 things fell on top yeah. of me, I was like, it's, it's time bad. for us to yeah. clean. Yeah, it's spring cleaning time. Yeah, it huh? is. With a spice cabinet. Um, this person said, I love pecan rubs. Could you grind pecans into a powder and add it to a recipe? I don't know. That would be interesting. Wouldn't it have to be like a pecan? I don't know. I've seen How them. How do they get that pecan flavor? It's artificial. It's yeah. like some kind of oil they treat probably the sugar or some of the ingredients with to get it. Would it's it super burn? stout. Would real pecan? I don't know. I've never. Burn? I've never explored. I don't. I don't use those a lot. The nut flavors. I mean, if I was going to do that, I'd get it more from the wood than trying to season the meat with it. I think that's. We're so uh, smart. I mean, I've I've seen people use, thank you. <laughs> I've seen people use pecan holes, uh, burn them on the fire to get yeah. more of a pecan flavor. Yeah. But I mean, there there's some pecan rub. We sell we sell Heath has one. It's pretty good. I mean, it's not something I use all the time, but it's okay. Um, he uses it a lot on his. He uses day. it on everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, this person says, "What type of salt is best for a rub? Table kosher sea? I think kosher. Yeah." Yeah, I always try to go with kosher just because it doesn't, I mean, I guess it doesn't have the junk in it that iodized salt does or whatever. They treat it with a chemical to do whatever they do to them. It's just in its purest form, the best is probably some kind of Himalayan salt, you know, something that just comes from the earth that hasn't been altered. But you'll notice a lot of times those aren't as salty, you know, but I mean, they're you know, your yeah, regular old table salt, like Morton's is super salty, Yeah. but then you get something like that and they're not as salty, but I would just stick, if I was going to buy one, just stick with a kosher salt. Yeah. That's the best way to go. This person says, how about a barbecue sauce recipe, Malcolm? That's another good idea. I need yeah, to find I a, so uh, I might have to get Chris or somebody to, to come up and do a sauce, uh, show us how to make a basic barbecue sauce, a jumping off point. I've got some cool stuff lined up, uh, Kevin from the butcher shop down in Pensacola sent me all kinds of stuff this week. Did you? Yeah. I got some monster plate ribs or, you know, beef short ribs. Okay. That's what they are. Beef short ribs. You think the dino bones, you see the Fred Flintstones and the ones I put to tump the car over. That's what these are. But this looked like a whole. There's four of them in there. Four racks of them in that pack. They're three to four bones. No, 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 no. There's no, they're three to four bones. Each one big bones and then they have the meat right on top of them probably as thick as a brisket you know it's a good two inches thick so you cook them as a slab or you're going to cut them into no bones? I, I, 
I cook them as three to four bone piece, however it is. You know, that's how they are in that pack. Then I got some Wagyu tri-tip that looks amazing. I got kind of something I know I want to do with it. I've been working on like this. It's a ground chili rub, molasses glaze tri-tip I got to work on. And I'm hoping it turns out good. Cause that's, just slow smoke it or reverse sear it or what? Uh, I'll probably get a little crust on it, but it's mainly going to be smoked. Okay. It's not grilled. I'm not doing it grilled yeah. like like most you know, yeah, most like time. Did. Yeah. yeah, well, he did a reverse and then the sear, but I'm probably yeah. just going to go for that crust on the outside and glaze instead of trying to grill it. And then they sent me some whole rabbits. <laughs> and that's that's going to be interesting. I got a few ideas what I'm going to do with the rabbit. And then uh, also I it was some. Pork loin. I was like, this is a big pork loin. It's got legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was in a, you know. Yeah, the way it's wrapped. Yeah. And then there's some uh, lamb shoulder chops that, that they cut oh, yeah. for me. That's going to be good. So I've got I got some work yeah. to do, man. I got some cool stuff in the freezer. Yeah, that's some different. Yeah, stuff. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm excited about that. Well, what are you going to cook next week? Um, I don't know. It's going to be probably one of those. One of those. Yeah. But uh, you know, the beefer guys, we did some stuff with them, and that's when we get that edited up. That's going to be interesting because they cooked some amazing salmon. Yeah, and it blew me away how good the salmon was on the beefer. For those of you who don't know what a beefer is, it's like this high heat broiler. Like think of a restaurant style salamander, you know, where it's got the super high heat at the top and you cook top down. And man, it put a crust on salmon like I'd never seen. And then the ribeye did was amazing too. So that's going to be some cool videos. I like the veg. He did veg with the salmon. Yeah. It was really good. But that's about it for me. I mean, you I know, business as usual. Easter rabbit. I'm going to do it with some carrots and put them up there and display them up. <laughs> <laughs> I only have like one recipe for rabbit. It's like rabbit and dumplings, and it, I don't even actually have the recipe. That's just the only. So that's the only way you've yeah, had it. Yeah. That's all I took notes on, man. That was that was We're it. Cooking KCBS this weekend. Hopefully, you'll have a grand champion. That's it to add to the trophy case. Add another one. I'm going to try my best to win two steak. I'm going to let Michael yeah. win one, then I'm going to try to win one. And no contest next weekend. We're going to the Mud Bug Bash. For the Palmer home, um, it's a. I'm just gonna give them a shout out because that's a good organization. It they were. It's kind that's of like kind of a, our, yeah, our favorite uh, charity charity of choice because it's local here in, in Hernando, and they they uh, take in kids that don't have families and make sure they got a good home and send you know school and everything they need. So, and they're raising money for it, so we're helping them out. Yeah, by going and eating some coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by having a really enjoyable time. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, Stephen Sherwood, Michelle wanted me to wish you a happy, wanted, uh, me to wish you a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Stephen, right? Stephen happy Sherwood. birthday, Stephen. So. I would sing, but my singing voice is kind of yeah. gone today. But that's it. That's all I have. That's it. Well, hey, well, where can they find us, Shell? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to Barbecue Right on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell, Instagram, pretty much. Just she Instagram. loves connecting too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for checking us out on the podcast today. Uh, we'll be putting out new videos all year long, new podcasts. So if there's something you'd like to see or questions you'd like to ask, send them to us, man. We'll, who knows? We may answer them right here if they make the cut. Might wish you a happy birthday. Might miss you a happy birthday. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you next time.